With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. It's Lampard. Comes out to Essien! Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's to be a dropper. And now it's in the middle. Dropper goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on anything. Stretch it. Chelsea 2. And Didier Dropper has. Dropper in the centre. McCoy just came to the ground. He was still that back on that match. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chessy Hour. You're joined with me, your host today, Babs, and I'm joined by two guests. Um, Buzzy, Buzzy, how you doing? What's good? I'm all right. Been better, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And Meads, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Can't complain. Like Buzzy said. Could be better, could be worse. Could be better, could be worse. Well, I mean, speaking of worse, you know, you look at the form of, of recent, you know, three back-to-back losses, you know, on top of the prior form before the World Cup and just after. Um, a 4-0 loss to Man City on Sunday in the FA Cup. A 2-1 loss just to, just today, you know, against Fulham in the Premier League. Um, me, just tell me, just tell me, just how, how, how are you feeling, you know, right, right now as a Chelsea fan? Um, how do I feel? Annoyed, but I've always said for quite a long time, I think Chelsea, this is a fan base, I think this is probably one of the, um, one of the things I think our fans needed. Because uh, I think a lot of our fans generally can be quite, quite ungrateful. And, I feel like sometimes we need to have 
Rude Awakenings to really kind of give us a shake up and a reality call and a reality check. Um, so for me, as annoying as things are as it stands, I'm like, I'm just like okay with it. It's just like it just it needs to happen. You know what I mean? And I feel like when you make so many changes, it's barely ever gonna be smooth. And you know, we've got a manager that not only is new and a lot of players are relatively new, but he also likes to make a lot of changes. Some not his fault, some is his fault. But yeah, so we're just gonna have to take the rough with the smooth until a decision is made or until he eventually gets it right. And if we find ourselves in a situation where we're languishing in around 10th, 12th, 15th, then, you know, the proof would be in the pudding. You know I mean, because I feel like whilst we say, you know, you know, we need to wait for him to get his players, wait for him to do this, yeah, I, I don't disagree, but also we need to take what we're seeing on the pitch. And some of these results, some of these performances haven't really been good enough, but we'll get onto that a little bit later on. Yeah, we will get into that. Um, Bazi, what about yourself? How are you feeling currently? Currently, after the after the uh, after the game with Fulham, not great. Um, de- a depressing one for for a variety of reasons. We'll get into overall in the season. I mean, it's obviously not good. Meads touched on on a lot of that. Um, it just it kind of is a case of it is what it is. And normally, um, someone just brought this up, so it's fresh on my on my mind. But I normally don't read into you know preseason much. I'm always I'm always saying those results don't really matter. But the the feeling was kind of in the air this preseason. Um, <laughs> with some of the some of the results we had, Tuchel with some kind of negative sounding comments about the future, you know, same problems, same players, uh, we have a lot to work on, that sort of thing. And it was like, well, you know, it's preseason, we'll get there. But we've kind of just continued on that energy uh, through the season, the change of managers. I mean, we could talk all about the, the results and stuff. Um, there's a couple of really bad ones in there. I generally think otherwise, I mean, we've discussed this among ourselves, but discussed this um, otherwise that, a lot of the ones are expected losing to the big teams. Not not too much of a surprise given the state we're in. Um, Meade said a lot of changes. That stuff has an impact. That's what Potter said in his, in his presser yesterday. Um, that stuff all has an impact. When players are out, it has an impact. And it's not just it's not just the quality of the personnel. It's the changing, the force changes, the lack of consistency. Your options are limited. Um, it's just all of these compounding issues. And then the game we do, you know, as far as chances created and stuff like that, the game we do play well today you have every variable, you know, Kepa stinks, uh, a red card from Felix was just, was just a brainless decision. Um, even when you kind of, you know, get things right and it goes kind of well for a bit, uh, when it rains, it pours, I guess. So definitely, definitely a bit down after that one, but, um, I'm, I'm someone who takes the long view, uh, on things. So I kind of, I kind of understand each individual factor being, being pretty reasonable. And I think there's truly been two, two really poor results that I can't, you know, can't really defend, but, um, otherwise I'm like, yeah, this kind of, this kind of is what it is right now. And the expectation we're going to win every game or we've only won so many games and, you know, the last X amount of matches, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors, the opponents, the variables. So I'm just trying to think where we'll be hopefully mid upper mid table by the end of the season. And we, we just go from there and kind of forget it. Cause there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It is what it is, as you just said, but some may say it is what it is until it isn't. And well, speaking of more, you know, negative results, um, let's go back on to Sunday. You know, the 4-0 loss to Manchester City. Uh, Mees, what, what do you think went wrong on, on the day? Um, considering the, you know, complete opposite performance to the 1-0 against City in the Premier League. Um, um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like they kind of learnt their lesson from the first game. Um, the first half, 
um, at the bridge. I think it was. Um, it wasn't that we. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think we played amazingly. To be honest, I do think that we had a degree of organisation um, and a way of of trying to get through them. But I just felt like in key areas of the pitch, we just looked a little bit ropey. Um, midfield, I think, um, what's his name? Zachariah and Kovacic, they, they, they were pretty good. Um, but again, the attack is obviously a, 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 an issue that we've talked about for a number of years now, to be um, and defensively, didn't have a chance. I think they only had one shot, if that, um, which is a good feat. But again, I couldn't say that we were like smashing them or or even. I thought we had we had. Um, I think you, I think you're breaking up there. I mean, I'm not sure if that's just me, Buzzy, or no. Yeah, he he was lagging in and out. Now he's gone. All right, no worries. Okay, Buzz, I'm going to come over to you. Then I'm on the CE four nil game. You know, um, what do you think went wrong? Do you think it was a structural issue? I know that's something that's definitely been brought up in, in recent um, times by a lot of Chelsea fans. I think I think to this I think in the second game against them. Um, Yes, after the league game, I think in the FA Cup game, uh, he kind of Pep kind of had a better read of it. I mean, also, I, I it's so hard to separate the personnel from me because we're playing a, a kid who's I think making his debut, Humphreys, um, as a center back with Koulibaly, who hasn't been very good this season, in front of Kepa, who hasn't been very good. Like these things, these things matter, and I think when you everyone is in um, everyone is in agreement that the players are bad, but then are surprised that you know. So and so doesn't doesn't look good in in so and so match. Like these things all compound on one another, and it's not that much of a surprise. But that game was not. I mean, I won't defend the actual performance in that game was nowhere near good enough. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a game. Yeah, now we can. Yeah, you're back now. No, sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, no, okay, sorry, my bad. And the rest keep going, going buzzing. Um, so yeah, I won't defend that performance really in the slightest. Um, the 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 league game was was good in comparison. Um, I don't think we played amazingly well. I just think I just think when everyone's saying, "Oh, why can't we even be competitive?" or "Why can't the manager do, you know, even play it close to to play that forty five against a really good team?" I feel like that shows there's something there. It's not like you know it doesn't happen by accident. And Pep was forced into a change at halftime. Um, so you know, there's something there's something in that. But then, yeah, when we when we rotate for a cup game versus when City rotates for a cup game, considering the options we have and the quality, and we're playing two teenagers in the back line, and I mean, the, it's just it's Shaloba's at right back. I just the options are so poor that I'm just trying generally not to read too much into this because I I would hope I hope that next season this is not what is reflective of the of the options of the squad. Um, and yeah, I mean that's a that's a rough cup loss, but I'm kind of like they're in a much better place with a much deeper squad, and I'm not really that surprised that's what happened. Ultimately, the league game gave me some encouragement. Um, didn't really have the options to to finish it off, but even them scoring took Kepa. I, I don't even know what that was. Took a, a big mistake from Kepa. So it's rough. It's a rough time right now. I kind of if I take each game by each game, 
I can mostly see what the reasons are, but um, the the FA Cup game was not pretty viewing. That is for sure. That is for sure. Uh, me, you were talking about um, the structure. So, um, as you as you were saying, in terms of your points and um, the, ch- the yeah. chance performance. So the the league the league game um, structurally, I thought we were okay in the first half, but it just seems like after half time, generally under Potter, it just seems like the players. I don't. I genuinely don't know what it is, but the players just never seems to come out at it. Like we always seem, and that, whilst we can say, like Man City, they made the tactical change, yes, and they they took off um, Cancelo and Walker and brought on their young fullback, and I think it was Mares, I believe. Um, so they they tweaked, they tweaked it, but at the same time, I felt like the, the we we had a lack of energy. I think the first half, what put City off a lot was our energy, and our midfield was generally pressing them quite high. Um, so we'll, we'll at City, but in the second half we dropped off entirely. I think the energy was lacking, the intensity was lacking, and it just seemed like we were resound to losing. And I know even 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 though City for me weren't fantastic on the day, they just started to dominate and. Um, I think Cucurello in the first in the first half was good. In the second half, he was just getting torched by Bernardo, then got torched by Mares for the goal. Um, then in the cup game, it was just for me an, an onslaught. Really, I think it was just like a cut above, and that was City's B team. This was probably our C team, if, if we're being real, if we're considering all the injuries that we've got. But I just felt like they were like a cut above us, and it could have been way way worse. It could have been way worse. And it's just like I, when when we talk about personnel, yeah, I feel like the players aren't bad. Yeah, I don't think the players are terrible. And even if they're in bad form, I still don't think players can like are like shockingly be bad. I think if you're in a if you've got a decent enough structure, I think you can carry quite a few players. To be honest, they don't have to be fantastic. Um, under Tuchel, you probably saw that quite often. To be honest, but. In certain games, pressure games, those individuals can cost you quite badly. And it seems like for us, one, we're carrying a, a few too many um, passengers that aren't really good enough. And also, I think structurally, we are pretty poor. Um, I don't feel like in any game that we've had, that we've played, in fact, barring the Milan game, the Milan away where they went down to 10 men for 14, after 14 minutes or so, 16 minutes or so, um, I don't think we've ever had a game where we're controlling the tempo of the match and we're proper controlling, like, controlling our positions. And that's a concern. That's a big concern. Even when we're winning um, in the five, I think the five game win and run, even then, we had plenty of moments where we're just not controlling the game. And that's one thing for me as a big team, you should always try and dominate your opponent. You know what I mean? Un- un- unless you're playing one of the bigger sides. And obviously, th- that's where games generally tend to be a bit more even. But I just feel like for us, we allow teams onto us too much. Um, Fulham today, for example, we may have had more of the ball. I think generally we had about 60% of the uh, possession. But whenever Fulham got the ball, it just felt like we were just, one, all over the place structurally. And two, just allowing them to get into our area, allowing them to get in and around the box, allowing them to get near to the, the, the penalty area. And it's just, it's it just, it's a concern. It's a big concern. And that midfield area, generally we tend to be quite compact and, well, it depends on who's playing, but we generally tend to be quite compact, but 
I just feel like structurally we're all over the place. People are getting pulled left and right. Um, I think like our, our attackers aren't really covering the, the wing backs either. It's just it just seems so so messy. Um, so it, I do agree with Buzzy that some of the personnel aren't good enough. Like, that's not one. That's not something I'm really going to argue. But I do think that if you have a decent enough structure in place and a decent enough coach identity and principles. I think you can kind of do far better with, with, in terms of results. I think you can do far, far better. Today, um, I, I, Babs, I guess you could just talk about the game today because um, it's um, it's an interesting one. I feel we didn't dominate. Um, I don't think we played amazingly well, if, if I'm being honest, but I do think that we're forcing chances, and that's something that we hadn't been doing in previous games. We had been forcing chances, and that was refreshing. Players were taking shots. Felix was getting shots off. Kovacic had a couple of shots. You know what I mean? Havertz was having shot was shooting as well. So I think that we, we were forcing opportunities, but in terms of actual patterns of play, um, chance like creating chances um, through good football, I think that was quite lacking in my opinion. What were your thoughts, Don Babs? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was definitely an interesting game. Um, I thought one thing Fulham did pretty well was like take advantage of our structure. So like within like the three four like the three four three shoot that we had, you could just tell that we were struggling to defend out wide. And when they had um either Aspi or Chalaba one v one, they really did um, make it take advantage of that, and they were able to stretch us quite a bit. And I think that was that, that was basically how they were able to get the you know the, the William goal. You know they they took us down one v one on the left hand side, switched it to William. He beats Aspi pretty easily with that you know traditional skill that we know he loves to do. And then not just that, but the lack of numbers in midfield. I, I felt like Kovacic and um, Zachary, they weren't really a good fit together. They, they, I didn't really see them like making any any sort of plays together. They didn't really see like they have any, any chemistry, which is quite surprising because against City, I they don't think they were good. Yeah. I don't think they were good, but they looked a, a lot more com- a lot more competent. Yeah, they looked you know? decent against City. Yeah, they, today... they looked a lot more competent. But today was it was just like an absolute mess. Um, I was really impressed by Paulinho from um, Fulham. I was really impressed with him, you know, off the ball. Um, I thought he did a good job, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it just it just looked very, very messy. At, at times, we didn't make great, good openings, and I think that's what you do get when you have a, like an intuitive player, like a John Felix, like he's going to make something out, out of nothing, whether it being like um, a shot for himself, you know, or feeding Havertz like he did, you know, pretty early on for the game. But that's definitely something, something interesting to, to follow. But yeah, for, for me personally, I think even with the Felix signing, as excited as I am, I do think it would be best if we had like a, somebody who wanted to naturally play up top because then you'd have someone to naturally play off of, you know, to occupy defenders. So I guess that would be that would be something that I'd, I'd wish for. But yeah, a bit more today, you know, I was really disappointed with Chalabar, you know. But I think we're all pretty big fans of him. We've all bigged him up quite a lot, but he looks really, really shaky today. And I'm not sure if that's just because of rust, you know, with him coming back from injury and not playing as many games, but the performance that he gave today was really poor. He was poor in the air, you know, on the ball. He didn't really offer much. 1v1, which is something that you normally are able to rely on, on him with. And he was getting done by William multiple times. So that was definitely disappointing. And Aspi, at this point, I I, I, I can't even blame him. I can't blame Aspi. Like, yeah. the, the mistake with Aspi was giving him a new contract. Yeah. We all knew this in the summer. We all said this in the summer. Uh, we we, we need... say we all. Some people were okay with it. Some people were oh. quite... 
content with Means, it. yeah, you, you, you do you do say you know that. What yeah. I mean, some people are quite content yeah. with it. I was never really you're happy. Right. Um, you're right, yeah, you're right. To be honest, even, even though Tuchel was a manager, I was saying that that's a, a mistake and I wasn't happy with it. I understood it, don't get me wrong. I understood it, but I wasn't happy with it because that was like the chance to get him gone. Yeah, for that, me, that, if, that, if, if like, we were going to... If we were gonna keep him, that had to be like you're the you're the leader and you're also the third right back, not the second one. Like you yeah. maybe will play sometimes. And now here we are. <laughs> 90 minutes because we didn't get another right back. 90 minutes after 90 minutes after 90 minutes. And it's yeah. just it's killing us. Yeah. It's re- it's really, really poor from him. And then you look to the front line. Um Havertz and Mount, I wasn't really massively impressed with them, but what I was impressed with with Havertz was like what you normally get in terms of like his link player of a player. So him and Felix, they did look like they have a, had like a nice connection, you know, during the first half especially. They definitely have a nice they connection. Have. I feel like, yeah, I feel like th- those kind of players are guys that you kind of want to have in and around a, like another number nine. So yeah. I do feel you, like you that may be something. Yeah, you could see a, initial ideas, you know, between the players. In yeah. terms of like patterns. And it's like, like a wave, a wavelength thing. We've talked about it, but yeah. that was one of the best examples of like, they know what each other are going to try to do. It didn't always come off, but there were there were overlapping runs. They were spraying the ball out wide. They were yeah. you know finding each other with cutbacks. Like the ideas are there, and one one quality player makes uh, makes a big difference, big time. Um, and very, and very like big I, I completely agree. And I feel like their combination and they were always looking for each other. I think the one time where I think for me that really let me down was obviously that pass that Havertz just didn't play when. Jao Felix was through. I, I thought that was just that really angered me because I thought like the whole connection you're building leads to that moment, right? That leads to that moment, and then that happens. I'm like, bro, you, you completely, completely fluffed it. But ultimately, I think before. So if I was to take that out of the picture, I think they they definitely had a, a degree of chemistry. They were looking for each other. They were playing off each other. Of link. I I want again. I, I said in the chat. I want. I was interested to see their passing map and the passing network, um, because those two were definitely connecting quite a bit. Um, I don't think Kai Havertz was amazing today. I thought he was I thought it was decent. I'd say decent to good-ish, but I would say at a maximum, yeah, probably 6.5 out of 10, I'd say, maybe 6, you know. Um, I think Felix was probably about 7, 7.5. Um, so in terms of their connection, I think they connected well. I think Mason Mount had one great bit of play in the first half, and then... That was it from him. I think he called it a day. You know what I mean? And I, I definitely agree in, in the sense that you you want Kai to be floating. You know, you want Kai and Felix, to be honest, be floating around. And then they can connect with the striker. And then, you know, you have someone that's really occupying the defenders, occupying and making the movements towards goal. Kai, at, at times, you know, Felix was trying to look for him for that the ball over the top. Um he was doing that. But I think if you have that as well as a striker, you become far more potent. Um, I think for me, today also just highlighted once again why Mount really can't be playing in those attacking areas. Um, because again, you've got an ingenuitive player like Felix, um, who I think who had a pretty good cameo and a, a well, pretty good debut today. Um, but I just feel like you, you need a you need a striker, you need a goal getter. And I just don't see the use case for Mason Mount alongside Felix and Havertz, to be perfectly honest. I just don't, I don't see it. Unless it's like a 4-2-3-1 and maybe Mount's in the attack there in that regard with four of them rather than three, perhaps. But I just, for me... Yeah, I, I think he's the man who you either, 
the pure playmaker comes in for him or the pure scorer and the other one drops in centrally but it's like he's doing he's doing neither at not a very high level kind of which is unfortunate to say he's definitely had his good moments for us but uh, a lot of people like mount myself included but i've i've definitely accepted his limitations and it's you can have these kind of hybrid players but he doesn't really bring either end in in force um he's not he's not spraying like these great passes he's not he's not seeing the he's never had the vision i think a lot of people like assumed for you know rightly or wrongly that he he kind of is this is this playmaking number 10 um and then you say well he should be scoring and he is you know last season double digits in both but his scoring is very inconsistent it's often kind of ranged shots or not really repeatable um you know plays so it's 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 easy to justify as you said kind of he's the one who comes out of that um but that's only you know hypothetical that felix is here next season and we don't buy a player in that position. We're going to buy in Kunku. So for the rest of the season, we're probably still going to see a lot of Mount um, just because the options, uh, the options, the options are what they are. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. uh, Mount, Mount, again, he forced a goal today. Um, don't get me wrong. For, for, for me personally, Babs thinks that was a good free kick. I think he's far too wide to try and take a shot on there, but he took a shot on. Forced it. Now, there's one thing about Mason Mount that you're going to get every game, well, most games anyway. He's going to try and force something, you know? He's going to try and force something. Whether that's forcing a shot where there's, like, two men in front of him, he'll try and force it. He's a brute, he's a brute force player. And, you know, that free kick was a, a testament of, of the type of player he is. He's brute force. He's going to try, try to do something even when it's not really on. So, in some cases, it can pay off. In many other cases, it won't. It'll frustrate. And I think that's where a lot of people are with Mason Matt at the moment. He's not given enough of them, enough of something for them to really latch on to and say, yeah, okay, he deserves to be playing. He deserves to be starting. You know, so I think it's um, it's an interesting one. He obviously got taken off um, when they scored the second goal. Um, so interestingly enough, it just seems like maybe his position in the team isn't infallible. I think even if we were 11 v 11, I think Mason Mount probably would have been the one to get taken off. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to see. Like you said, um, Buzzy, the options aren't really there. Obviously, we've got lots of injuries, but, yeah, it's just um, I, I just really can't. I don't really enjoy seeing him in the attack, and I think those days hopefully will be numbered soon, to be honest. Fair enough, fair enough. So, talking a bit more about the attack, um, obviously, you know, we saw Jar Felix's debut today. Um, personally, for me, I think the biggest positive was the fact that he was taking loads of shots. I know a lot of people weren't happy with them. For me, personally, that's something that I, I do want to see from an attacker because if you look at our, our team throughout the seasons, you know, the early attackers that read really been prominent for taking shots have been Werner and Mount have been Kai on like the odd season. So for me, having somebody there that's actually going to be a, trying to be a goal for it is definitely a big positive. And you can see that um, just just purely from his ball striking, when he does get in a good run of form, he definitely is going to score a couple of goals for us. And I think that's definitely something that we've lacked, you know, in our team and as, as we've all seen. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, Mead, about um, the Jao Felix loan. So some people have talk, spoken about it as like a, kind of like a trial run for when an, an Kuku comes in, but do you think there's a potential issue there whereby the fact that, let's say Jar Felix has an amazing loan, he's loving it at Chelsea, and we do potentially want to sign him, do you, do you think there's a potential overlap there between the positions whereby, you know, Felix and Nkunku would want to play? Um, um, 
I think it becomes a bit more questionable as to whether you include Kai Havertz in the conversation. Because if, for example, Felix did want to stay and the club tried to make him stay and, you know, bought him, um, you'd be looking at Nkunku as the goal-scoring attacking midfielder because that's what Nkunku is. You play him as a second striker like Jao Felix, um, so you play them in behind the striker. That doesn't mean that he couldn't play up top, but I think you're more he's more effective when he's playing in behind the striker. Um, now, you'd argue, well, potentially, if Nkunku could get you the goals, then would you play Kai Havertz as a false nine? Now, me personally, I, I don't mind Havertz as a false nine. I quite like him centrally. Um, I don't quite like him centrally, but I want him to be able to like roam. You know, but as a false nine, if you have someone that roams, then you have to have attackers that are actually goal getters and running towards the goal. At this moment in time, I don't think Chelsea really have that. Maybe next summer as well, do Chelsea really have that? But in Kunku, he gets goals, but is he one to, you know, penetrate the area? I'm kind of, kind of for Leipzig, he used to do that quite a bit. So maybe with Inkunku, Felix, and Havertz, that could work. But I, I do want a killer front. And he could be that guy, but again, he's not really, he's not someone I can say that is a banker to get you 20 goals a season. You know what I mean? And I think, I, I don't, I understand product players, but I, I feel like we do need someone that can actually be a killer, you know, in front of goal. Felix could probably be that, potentially, maybe. Um, we don't know. At this moment in time, Felix, obviously, he's working off limited um, minutes at, at Atletico. So, you can only have hopes, you know. But again, you need to really have and put these players in a good enough structure to really thrive. And I feel like today was an example of us not really creating good attacking patterns, but we're still, with ingenuity of some of the players that we have, we managed to force a lot of opportunities. But there's no real... Um, like, I don't remember times where... Um, Zachary is getting the ball and fizzing it into Felix in the pocket and he's able to do something. I think Felix is having to pull wide then work centrally to then do work. And it's not you, a bad you, thing. You say that. You say that, but yeah. is Zachary the kind of player you expect to be making those kind of passes? No, 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 he, he isn't. He isn't. But Kovacic is. But, you know, Kovacic's passing today was a, a complete <laughs> joke. I don't want to even know what his passing percentage was today. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, this, he was this is the thing with the, the personnel issues. I see, I see the patterns there, and you see the play develop, and then so often they just can't make the they can't make the pass. And you know, Felix's first touch was like the nutmeg and near assist to to Kai, and it's like there you go. That's the that's the quality. That's what you're missing. Um, and then you know the rest of the game you watch, as you said, Zachariah is not the guy you want like playing the through ball. Um, and and I think that that just sums it up, kind of every position. Um, Aspilicueta could not stop giving the ball away when he was trying to progress it. Koulibaly was pretty diabolical with his passing. Um, Just the individual, using Felix as the good example of what a more dynamic attacker does for you. I think you could, you can flip that in what we watched today and like look at the defenders and, and they had options or they had, you know, they could have done anything, kept passing it out to players under pressure. Chaloba just losing his one V ones to, I mean, William, good player, but hardly in his prime. Um, he kept getting torched. Like it's just, it's just one of those things where you see, you see where the quality makes the difference. And I, I know we're not a, a squad as bad as some mid-table sides, but I think it's one of those things where the the expectations are heavy and the the rotation and lack of consistency in the options 
uh, kind of just it builds on itself. And it's like, yeah, on paper, these are better players than, you know, Fulham has or Southampton has, but when they're, when they're chopped and changed and when they're, uh, when, when they're past it, but expected to play a lot, um, I think the quality, the quality makes a real, real difference. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, also going back, going back to what you said before means about like, cause, cause you're right. I think this, this in the city game in the first half, I think they were good. I don't think they were amazing. I think it was like refreshing compared to a lot of the performances. Um, but I would argue that like the description that you gave to those games were like, we were good, but we didn't have control under Potter that tends to be the case, even when we're winning those games. I think this has been my whole perspective is like, I think Potter, the results themselves, not great, but I think the types of games we're losing and even in the games we're winning the performances are keeping on the exact same trend we're on under Tuchel if you look at the results we had including losses and wins like that West Ham game we won it pretty late we both both sides had three shots on target uh, yeah we had more of the ball but we didn't do anything more than West Ham did Leeds we, we you were talking about the counters and every time Fulham came at us uh it looked like they could have scored we lost three nil to Leeds under Tuchel I see the same things with the same players every time teams counter on us because our midfield options really aren't very dynamic they don't stop the ball that's why Zachariah even though he has his limitations looks so refreshing is because he actually has some pace has some energy um and you know Leeds outshot us um Southampton uh more shots on target than us lost 2-1 I think I think we we had like 70% of the ball in that Southampton game um, that was under two goals early in the season. And they, I just pulled it up. They had seven, nine shots, seven on target. We had 10 shots, four on target like that. This has just been what's happening with this team. And I, I, it's, it's, it feels to some, it's an excuse, but I think you can't understate like when we see Felix making such a different sort of way, like the, the impact and quality and, and just energy these players have. And, and it's, I Potter has far from been perfect, but I'm looking result by result and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the same thing happen in the last six months of Tuchel as now under Potter, except more players are injured and he's new to, to the club and to the players and, and the whole, the whole setup. And we have, you know, six other issues going on, but truly I see a continuation of the, of the same trend. And today was just an example of like, Oh good. We're getting the tactics roughly right. And then, you know, three different things go, go wrong. We haven't even touched on the red card, which is really what, what lost us this game after we got back into it. Yeah. Well, I agree and disagree. I feel like again, I didn't I didn't really want I didn't watch the, the Leeds game, so I can't really give an opinion on it per se. Um in terms of West Ham, I think um I thought to be honest, West Ham barely offered anything. Um and that, that's not to say that we played very well. Um but it looked like West Ham 
for me anyway, though, whilst we won it late, I felt like West Ham offered absolutely nothing that game. They scored a goal um, and then that was it for them. And then they were wasting time. I remember that game was super frustrating. That was a super frustrating game. But again, we were battering down the door um, and we threw everything out. We threw the kitchen sink at them and we, we managed to get the win to have us win on. But again, I, I completely agree. I don't think that things have been glamorous under Tuchel. I don't think they were at all. I think things were looking very, very rocky. It looked symptomatic of how he would look to be like, appearing. He seemed very frustrated. Um, he seemed frustrated in pre-season. Um, towards the back in the last scene, I wouldn't say he was frustrated, but I think he was just tired of the burden of responsibility that he was thrusted upon him in terms of, you know, the sanctions and having to, you know, play through all of that, basically. And I feel like his frustrations this summer were very apparent after the preseason game against Manchester, um, against Arsenal, where we got really taken apart and we looked completely, completely a mess. Um, yeah, his frustrations were for, were there for, for all to be seen. Now, I could still say and still point to some games where structurally I felt that we were far better. And I don't think anyone could argue against that. That's simply because Tuchel's a better coach, in my opinion. Um, but I also agree in certain aspects that some players will just generally let you down. Um, and, you know, for all the good that Kepa did in the first three games, I think, of when Potter put him in, um, I think he's found himself back to where everyone really knows him for, to be honest. And people are actually questioning how, you know, how how um how sensible it is to play him because he is actually really, really bad to the point where he is literally costing his team every game he plays. Um I mean, we could talk about him pulling his hands back when crosses are coming in. Um but the the situation today where the cross has come out, there's two players there. Um, two players, enough of them to, to put pressure on the attacker. Um, he doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to get out there. He doesn't even have to go out there at all. He gives he gives away a goal. Ultimately, today, he gives away a goal. Um, you know, Koulibaly today, super soft with his passing. Shalabar, again, fan of his, but horrible, horrible in terms of his defensive play, defensive actions, which is something that you generally... You rely on Chalobah's defensive actions to kind of see you through a game, you know? But horrible all over the place. Again, it could be rustiness. It could be just um, not really knowing where he should be, where what he should be doing in actions. But also his passing was off. Everything, he just seemed to have a lack of confidence, you know? Whether that's a lack of belief in what the manager's trying to do or a lack of belief in himself, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But this is not the Chalobah that I, I saw under Tuchel last season. Um, as like you said, we know he, he is a, just a very limited player. Um, and you've got Lewis Hall on the other side, who for me personally, very good going forward defensively, can be a little bit shaky and you can get at him. And obviously, he's not a wing back, so by nature of that, you're, you're, you're already kind of um shaking to be honest as a, as a structure. So, structurally, I think in terms of t- your tactical approach, I think Potter is leaves a lot to be desired for me. But also within that structure, I think the players as well amplify how bad a structure is, if not, if you get what I mean. I think if you have a decent enough structure and have okay-ish players, you know, their, their qualities and their lack of quality will still show. Like Aspilicueta, for example, under Tuchel, in a decent enough structure, 
you're still seeing Aspilicueta not passing the ball forward, still being shaky under pressure, still hampering us in terms of build-up. But when you're in a shaky structure with poor players, this is what you get. Results like this and a form like this where you can't really see where we're getting our next win. We've got Palace away this weekend. Um, and, yeah, it, it's not looking good. It, no, Palace is at the bridge, isn't it? Yeah, it's at the bridge Sunday. It's at the bridge. I'm and feeling even at the bridge, I, 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 literally, yeah. I, literally bought, I literally bought a ticket thinking I'm going to go watch Joe Felix and he goes and does but, that but, one. But the, the worst thing is, like, whether it's home or away, you don't really care because, like, you don't know. You, 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 there's no home comforts either. So it's a mess. It's a mess. It is a mess indeed. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with some of that. I, I think. I think. Again, I think those same issues could be described. You said it's the system, it's this and that, but I, I named all those results where I think the same thing happens. I don't think Tuchel's structure was so much better that Leeds puts three past us for no reason, or Southampton outplays us and outshoots us. Like if the structure is that good, and you're saying it's going to do what it's going to do, it wasn't. It wasn't happening. Uh, to to be frank, so like I, I think Tuchel is a better coach with a better better resume, but. To be honest, I don't think I don't see a lot of differences. Uh, we're not getting as many wins now. We're also missing ten players. He had Reese James in some of those games. Conte played at least a couple. Um, the squad is just a, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. So I just think it's a it's a downward trend that is uh, that is continuing. But we can't do anything about it, unfortunately. And speaking of downward trends, and speaking of signings, you know, it's been a couple games now into his Chelsea career. You know, he came in with a big. Reputation. I think it's about twenty odd games so far this season. Um, Kalidou Koulibaly. I think a discussion has to be had. Um, he looks extremely shaky for us. I checked. He, he's he's been really poor in the air. He's not winning his duels. He looks a mess at the back. This was a guy that was brought in to be a, a leader, you know, at the back for us, and he's looked nothing of the sort. So um, I want to get your thoughts on um, on Koulibaly so far, Meads, and where your head's at with him. Um, it's tough because I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think again at the World Cup we saw he's a, he's a good player, very good defender. But I think he's another player, and I, to be honest, I think there's quite a few players that at Chelsea at this moment in time that look at what's going on and have minimal faith, belief that things are going to get better, and I think that just amplifies how bad they are. So Koulibaly, even before Potter was there, wasn't amazing. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't fantastic. He had some games where were very ropey. I'd probably say one or two. I think Leeds, you know, I heard he had a howler. Um, in the Champions League, I think the Champions League game, uh, the first Champions League game, he, he did not look bright. But there was other games where he looked really, really good. You know, that Tottenham game was really, really good. Um I think Everton, I think he's pretty I think he played in the Everton game, wasn't he? I think he yeah, I think he played pretty well in the Everton game. Um yeah, there was a number of games where he played pretty good or fairly good. Um, but where he's at now, levels wise, in terms of, I think he's far, far off off it. Um I think I'm seeing like pretty frequent mistakes or pretty frequent situations where it's very shaky and it's like we're looking at him and thinking, you didn't need to do that. That didn't need to happen, you know what I mean? But it's happened because of his indecisiveness. His um, there's sometimes where he's super lax, but there's sometimes where he's super anxious and super tense. 
So it's like rushing out and causing a, a big, big destabilization. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen him win one of those when he was charged yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I think it is, well, means? I've seen a few, I've seen a few you know times, what, yeah. And you know what I think it is, means with is amazing. No, Do you don't know what I think it is, with that? I, I think, you, 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 you know, like players, you know, when when you are front foot in, in that regard as a centre-back, you know, and you are, and you are naturally athletic, once you start to lose that athleticism, once you start to lose that yard of pace, you will get caught out when you try to like jump out and jump out and like try to like win duels, you know, and step out of your line. So there is an argument that you know he has lost quite a couple yards of pace from what we saw a couple years ago, mm. and we have seen it so far in the league whereby there are literally moments whereby the attacker gets past him and he's, and he's like struggling to turn around, and mm. it is I quite mean, wrong because a, a, lot, a lot of his my worries with him personally have been like the physical, not just not just the physical attributes, but like just the basics of what he's doing, you know, the way he's positioning his body, you know, even stuff like on the ball, it sounds like he's passed a bit at haphazard. He's supposed yeah. to be the, 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 the leader on, on the pitch, you know, when Thiago Silva's not on. And yeah, he plays, he plays a like number an, of games. He's an experienced where, kid sometimes. It's like, what am I yeah. watching? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's worrying, like, man. It's worrying. It, it's, it's like, like, I understand it. Like, like you said, he, he is a front foot defender. He's always played that way. So again, old habits, very difficult to adjust. I think Thiago Silva used to be pretty front footed when he was younger. Um, obviously, over time, he honed his craft and mastered his craft. Um, different level of player completely. But I think, again, it's just it's a culmination of things with Koulibaly for me. Um, I think if you're in a decent enough structure as a team, you can afford one player doing that. You know, Rudiger used to do that quite often. He didn't used to win the ball often. Rudiger generally used to jump out and put the team under pressure to kind of force the, the, the attack backwards. And I get it. The payoff can be great because if you win the ball, you're straight in transition. But when you're destabilizing your team and the team's already relatively destabilized and not very good, not very good structurally, you're killing us. You know what I mean? You're killing us. I think there's only been a few. I don't think we've been truly punished by it yet. I think I didn't. I saw some of the. I saw the goals against Leeds, where it wasn't even when he got sent off. I think he went up for a header. Just yeah, I think he went up for a header in the middle of the pitch. He lost it, and then that caused um, Leeds to counter and score the goal. Um, but those things happen. That those things will generally keep happening unless he reins it in one or two. We get better structurally. Um, but I, I, I just don't see, I don't see the end of it. I feel he doesn't seem very happy in himself. Um, I think a lot of the players fall fall into that category too. Um, he had a good, and a lot of them are feeling sorry for themselves. A first good uh, game against City in the league. He had a pretty solid. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was good. He was good. But again, in that game, he wasn't rushing out. In that game, he right. you know, like, sat back. In that game, he was really like on his toes and wasn't yep. trying to rush out because he knew he he understood the dangers of City. He understood the danger of Haaland, you know? So he wasn't trying to do that. He just thought, okay, let me just try and stay tight to Haaland, you know? And, yeah, they did a, a great job defensively. I don't great. know if that's a, like, Premier League uh, expectations thing or adaptation thing where he, he against the... He definitely needs to adapt. Yeah, the I, others, I'm not going like to rubbish him. expect the lesser sides maybe to have as much quality as they, they do. do or... Agreed. And I yeah. think if you, you, if you even remember um, Timo Werner when he first came, yeah, he was before the before the game. He was talking about how excited he was to play in the league. 
after the game we talked about, it's like, whoa, I was shocked at how big and strong and fast they are. Like, and he, this is Timo Werner, who's a super quick player, you know, but he was yep, yep. he was shocked by it. And I think a lot of players, when they come to this league, whilst they see it on TV and think, oh, yeah, this is great. This is high energy. I want to be involved in this. When they get in it, very few of them can actually handle it. It's, so it takes quite a few... It quite take quite, takes quite a bit of time for players to really adjust. And Koulibaly, I think he's, what, 32 or so, 33. So he's an elder statesman, but he's still going to need to adjust. I think Thiago Silva had a couple of issues first under Frank Lampard. Again, like I said, people calling him washed. People said he was finished under Lampard. Not good enough. But again, when you have a structure, players generally tend to improve. You know, when you have a good structure, generally players tend to improve. Thiago Silva is impeccable for me. I think he's an incredible defender, incredible player. Um, so I'm not going to write off Koulibaly. I, I'm very aware that structurally we don't look good. So I'm, I'm going to give him time. to. But I also recognise that he's still making individual defensive errors and defensive mistakes or defensive moments that are shaky. So I think he needs to tie things up. But I also think <coughs> structurally we need to improve. And I think we'd see an improvement in him and the defence in general. Speaking of another um, signing in the defence, um, Cucurella had a bit of an up and down start um, to his Chelsea career so far. Um, I want to get your thoughts on him, Buzzy. Cucurella, did you say? Sorry. Yeah, Cucurella. Cut out for a second there. Um, uh, I've been on the, I would say, more negative side on him. Um, I think he's been really good defensively. I think that's uh, you can find a couple examples where he got turned around or, or you know, um, he could have done better on, on a certain goal. But generally speaking, he is in position um, a lot of the time. He, he wins or intercepts the ball. Um, he's not that easy to beat one-on-one. Sometimes he gets combined on and his lack of pace uh, hurts him. Um, but generally speaking, very good defensively. No qualms there. Um, he does have uh, a good head on his shoulders for playing like a quick, low, hard pass inside. Um which, you know, maybe some other players turn it backwards or or just pick the easy, easier pass. Um, those don't all come off, but generally speaking, it's a good skill set to have. He has disappointed me in the final third. Pretty much a non-factor. Um, he's maybe a couple of, a couple of you know, contributing uh, attacking plays, but he's played a pretty good amount at this point um, to the point where I can, I feel safe to say he's not, he's not going <laughs> to, he's not going to take anyone on. He's not going to get many assists. Um, that's not something he's really ever done. And that's not, kind of what you expect from him, but it kind of is what we need. Um, so it's a little unfortunate and the price tag is, is looming, is looming pretty large. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what changes for him really uh, that, that will make that transfer look like a big success. Um, if the whole team improves and he's just a lockdown defender in a system with a lot of possession and he's helping us um, win and maintain the ball and, and occasionally he's playing a good key pass, then Maybe long term that's a hit, but right now, um, I mean, he's he got. Yes, we played a three at the back, so I wouldn't I wouldn't play him as a wing back. But um, you know, a kid a kid played over him uh, today, and that's not the first time. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Chilwa plays over him more when he, when he's fit. Mm, fair enough. Um, I do think it's been a player that has struggled with um, illnesses and injuries, so it has been quite an up and down um, start for him so far in his Chelsea career, but. I definitely think there are a couple of bases that do leave me a bit worried in terms of like his athletic ability. Like this is the PMP Premier League, man, and out wide you are going to be tested, you know, for your for your ability to deal with wingers. And it's interesting because when you look at the structure that you had at Brighton, um, Potter put him in a place whereby 
he didn't really look, you know, worried, you know, defensively. And he was actually a player that a lot of people were big fans of, you know, as people were hyping up the City deal. And it's been an interesting, you know, signing for us because it hasn't looked as good as what we've seen for Brighton. And I was looking at a couple of numbers and he does seem as though he's playing within himself. So I guess it maybe will be a an adaptation period for me at Chelsea as well, you know, for, for us to really judge him and hopefully see him, like, you know, being fit, you know, being firing to be able to have, like, an actual run of games. But so far, it's not looking the best. But talking about a signing that has impressed me so far, you know, um, a player that I was really happy that we signed, um, had an amazing Euro Under-19 campaign with the England squad, Carney Chocomeca. Um, he's definitely a player that's put himself high up in the regards of Graham Potter of recent times. There were reports that um, during the World Cup, he was really impressed with him and he wanted to have him, you know, full-time within the Chelsea squad, um, first-team squad. So, as you can see, you know, in the City game, he was really impressive. Today as well, even though it wasn't for the longest amount of uh, time, you can see that he was a player that was trying to, you know, um, see openings. He wasn't rushing things. You know, he seemed a, a bit... He seemed to be a, his natural game that we, that we were seeing, you know, when he was coming through at Aston Villa. Um, means, I know, like you, you're a big fan of, um, of him, so... Just how happy have you been to, to see him, you know, really, like, put himself to the test and actually put himself out there, you know, in this um, challenging time for Chelsea? I mean, he's been quite fearless. Um, I like Cardi. I think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot of quality about him. And I think when, when he comes on the pitch, whenever he gets a chance to express himself, he doesn't really ever disappoint you. Um, I think today he came on for Mason Mount and... Obviously, we're down to 10 men, so things are a bit difficult for him. But I just feel like he probably will give, and this might sound a bit mad, I think he'd give you a bit more than Mason at this moment in time. I think Mason, again, is just, I don't know, man. I, I, things ain't looking great for him personally like, on the pitch. And I think, yeah, Carney is quite fearless and hungry. Um, so, and yeah, he's got quality, man. He's got quality. The same could be said for Lewis Hall as well. I think Lewis Hall... Um, you know, there was no injury to, to Kukurea. And, you know, I think Graham Potter got that selection right. Lewis Hall offensively was causing issues. You know, he should have scored goals today. Um, it wasn't his day in front of goal. But, you know, I think these young players, I, I, I don't think they could really be too disappointed. You know, I think um, Carney's taking this opportunity. And as you can see, him coming on, getting some appearances pretty, you know, especially when Potter kind of needs him or needs him to change the tide. He's being called upon. Um, so evidently the talent's there. Um, I would like to see him get some starts. I, I, I honestly would like to see him play in that front three um, ahead of Mason Mount. Um, or, yeah, ahead of anyone, really, because I think he does deserve a, a couple of games at the very least, to be honest. I agree. I agree. I don't think that's outlandish at this point, having watched him a few games and watched Mount a few games to suggest uh, <laughs> it's... I, I, it's not that Mount's not trying. It's it's like I don't know what it is. It's he's like he's going through the motions and then making the wrong decision almost almost every time. The execution isn't there. It's he's 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 running. He's giving his effort, but it's it's like nothing's coming off, and he's doing it at a really bad time. If he wants to justify this this contract extension, because right now the type of money he probably is is expecting, I still think he's going to end up resigning with us, but. It's not looking like a good argument for for you know big wages, big star contract. At the same time, I don't see I don't see the the owners uh, wanting to take that sort of optics loss on letting Mount go. You know, I think 
there's not uh, he's loved by so much of the fan base he's he's academy player he's uh, he gives us all, but um, I think <laughs> if 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 we're already debating this kid that we just you know we just brought in is is perhaps looking better than him and should start over him, um, that is that's not a that's a that's an indictment of how he's been playing um, big time, and it's going to be really hard. We talked about this with with Felix and Havertz and what Mount offers in comparison. Um, going to be really hard to justify giving him giving him a starting spot and I don't know he it's not he spent some time on the bench before but it's pretty it's pretty rare and it's been a while and I know we have a lot of players missing so an experienced player like that is not going to go you know um missing if we if we need bodies but a time I don't know time on the bench may do him good maybe not but if he needs that fire lit and that's what it takes uh Carney's been been more lively willing willing to take more risks um, not everything's come off, but like you expect that kind of from, from a young player. Um, he takes a shot, he, he tries to make the pass and he, he has a lot of energy. So I'm, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. So, um, going back on to, um, Carney, I think the way he has been brought into the squad, you know, I, I, I like the fact that he hasn't been thrust in, you know, too soon because obviously you, you know how fans are, you know, Chelsea fans are, if they, if young players have a bad performance, they're as quick to discard them as they are to hype them when they have a good performance. So I've been happy with the way he's been integrated. And I do think um, under Graham Potter and at Chelsea in general, I think he's going to have a very good career because you look at the quality he has on the ball, you know, his physical build already. This is a Premier League player, you know, through and through. And yeah, I think he definitely does have a lot of qualities, you know, going forward. So I'm talking a bit more, you know, about other players that came on. Um, Conor Gallagher, Meads. Um, I know we had that... Um, Debate at the beginning of the season, you know, about his um, role within the squad. You know, um, I think actually, no, but just um, you, me, 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 you, and Buzzy, and the fact that you know us, we we weren't as um, infused in terms of, like his actual role. So, how have you felt about um, Gallagher so far? You know, um, of, of recent, and where do you think the future lies for him at, at Chelsea? Um, uh, I, I think I said it in the group. I think Conor Gallagher is a player that's going to need, especially for Chelsea, and I think. Now that Thomas Tuchel's gone, um, I think probably the use case for him is reduced dramatically. Um, because where I saw him and how I saw his future really would be him replacing an N'Golo Kante type figure in terms of being that Roman destroyer and ball winner. Um, I feel like in order to get to that place where he may not ever be, and I don't think he'd ever be at the level where NG got to, but be at a good enough level to really impact us posit- positively rather than negatively, I think he'd need to play a big string of games. And I mean, like, consistently play, play through his bad spells, play through good spells, play consistently, get a full understanding of the role and what the manager wants. And then, you know, over time, replace that N'Golo figure. However, I think, like I said, Tuchel's no longer here. The use case of him is reduced massively. And I think that he's not going to play enough to kind of iron out the mistakes that he has to develop into that player. Um, so ultimately, I think now probably it's probably best for him to move on um, for the sake of his career, um, because it's all good to be a, a squad player. I mean, if you wanted to be a squad player, um, you know, by, by all means stay. But I, I generally think that for himself, he needs to go out and play, you know. Um, and that, that's why I sit on it, to be honest. I think that he's, I still think that, you know, over time he could have developed into a, a far more astute player in terms of his 
um, capabilities on the ball, his bravery on the ball. I think even today, for example, there was times where he received it under pressure and turned out. And that's not something you saw Conor Gallagher a couple months ago. You know what I mean? So that development, he'd need to keep playing to improve. And even even still, where he's not really been playing much, there's still been a development in his game. Um, but again, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think he needs to play far more to really improve Iron out to be the player that I think he could be. Um, but I don't, I don't think that'll be at Chelsea, unfortunately not. Um, he's still got quality, he's still got good good qualities for me, but I, I think he needs to play a lot for us to really develop into that player. So ultimately, I think he might need to move on. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and Buzzy, what about you? What What are your thoughts on um, Lagalaga as such? Uh, very similar. I think he mostly said what I think. I think... Um, with 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 the fact that I was skeptical, uh, th- th- where we differ maybe is where I was skeptical that he was going to hit those heights to begin with. Um, he had a good good season on loan last year, but uh, the aspects of his game that were questionable for me, his passing and a lot of the times for us, his his ball control, um, you know, have been on display in a negative light a lot this season. And yes, he hasn't gotten a lot of strings of starts and and things like that, but it's it's a lot of the basics, the ball control. Um, like his first touch and receiving it, and it's you can improve some of that in your decision making about which way you know which way you turn when you receive it and getting your head up. But um, if you're going to be you know bouncing, I think he's he's like pinball a lot of the time when the ball comes to him, um, and it's a little bit chaotic. Um, he's young, so that's fair enough. And and like Mead said, I think with with a lot of time we'd see improvement. But uh, you're asking a lot when the performances haven't been very good to get him on the on the field to uh, to get those you know, those minutes in while, while we need wins and while we need results. Um, even with, even with poor midfield options, he's been one of the under both managers, kind of one of the more disappointing uh, players. So I am, I am pretty content with letting him go. I mean, Palace probably would have paid a lot for him this past summer. Um, we'll see what kind of money we can get now. I think people who aren't watching Chelsea as closely probably maybe don't have as much of a negative impact. They'll, they'll chalk it up to, uh, to the chaos of Chelsea this season um, and kind of rate him on his Palace loan which is maybe much more towards where his, his ceiling is potentially. So that's, that's fair enough. But um, for me, I think we can do, I think we can do better as Mead said. Also, if he wants to be a squad player and stay, we could do worse, but um, for his development. Yeah. I think, I think Chelsea's looking a bit long as a, as a starter or anything like that at the, at the current time. Indeed. Fair enough. Indeed. Fair enough. And um, I think that's as good as a place to leave the podcast. Um, Thank you guys for joining um the listeners uh, we appreciate your listen your listens but yeah at the moment as a Chelsea fan it's peak peace Say that money is power, so when you get money, keep quiet and ghost, ghost.
I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have guap, so I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.